You're listening to a sermon from the preaching and teaching ministry of First Presbyterian Church, Covington, Tennessee. Our mission is to proclaim Christ's kingdom through word and deed. You can learn more about us at 1pc-covington.org or join us for worship at 403 South Main Street, Covington, Tennessee. Before we read scripture, um, let's pray together that God's word may be illuminated to our hearts and our minds and our souls. Lord God, help us to turn our hearts to you and hear what you will speak. For you speak peace to your people through Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm reading this morning from... Our Bibles on page 901, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. The Word of God for the people of God. saw an article last year about this time as it was, uh, people started getting ready to, to buy their Christmas gifts. And uh, the article was talking about the rise of um, anxiety merchandising or anxiety products. And it pointed out uh, fidget spinners. Y'all remember those? Any, anybody working with a fidget spinner back there? So, um, fidget spinners. And, and, and then another one, I remember seeing these advertised gravity blankets or weight blankets um, the, the idea was the, these really heavy blankets that were supposed to calm you down um, and, and a lot of apps that were uh, meditation apps or mindfulness apps, things you would listen to, to to help you relax and to help you calm. And uh, it was talking about how many of these that kind of started in the era or, or uh, area of therapy for different uh, anxieties that became something that were, was um, just merchandising because there, there are so many folks who feel the need to be calm and to be relaxed and, and needing help doing that. We are living in uh, what has been called um, for, for quite a while an age of anxiety. Um, there is a nervousness and there is a restlessness and there is an anxiousness uh, that just our whole culture feels beyond, beyond individuals who struggle with that. And I think, uh, um, you know, we sense that restlessness that's behind so many difficulties that um, our loved ones face. I think the biblical phrase for that would be hearts are troubled. Troubled hearts. And, and you know, that, there is a whole lot to that. And I, I, I don't want to, I want to, I want to focus in on one of the things that I see as a lot of the difficulty a lot of people face is this sense of displacement. This sense of, uh, what's my purpose? 
What's my connection? What's my relation? Um, in, in other words, there, there's a sense of displacement I, I see um, with so many people, and especially in younger generations. I mean, in one sense, we have a culture that denies God and says, well, everything was kind of just created randomly, and all life just came across randomly. And, and if that's the truth, and that's what you've been told, how do you ever find purpose if there is no intention in your creation? If the idea that everything just is here and it happens to be here and it, it could have just not have been here, there is no meaning, there is no purpose versus an understanding that God created the whole world and created you with an intent and with a purpose that you have. So one, we, we've, we've, for generations, have been teaching this message that life is essentially meaningless. Is it any wonder that we have so many young people having trouble finding their place and finding purpose and meaning after they've been told their whole life that life is meaningless? Or we've told them the whole purpose is to find happiness, which you really just, I mean, that's, that's something that's a side product of finding your calling and your purpose and your place. Displacement is also relationship and connection. Of, of a sense of real uh, fellowship that you have with people. Um, you, you know what that displacement feels like. Have you ever misunderstood an invitation and wound up in a group of people that you really didn't belong with? Or, or maybe you've misunderstood um, uh, an invitation and you wound up at a party feeling very uh, overdressed or you just dressed completely different. Than I think somebody was sharing with me around Halloween that some coworkers said they were going to dress up and they went dressed up and nobody else was dressed up. And I mean, if you've ever been that kind of situation where you're around all these people you don't really know, they have all these inside jokes you don't get, they're, they're using jargon you don't understand, and you feel like, I don't belong here. You, you know the desire just, I, I, I need to get away. I need to get out. I mean, some of y'all feel like that at church. You're just like, this, who are these people? I don't know. That, that's what, what it can times, if, you know, and if, let me just kind of draw that out further. This idea of, I don't know where I belong. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know who my relationships and who my true friends and, and that produces anxiety that produces a troubled heart that produces just a desire to, to find a place where you can rest where you belong where you have connection jesus said let not your hearts be troubled trust god trust me um I think that trust would help us understand what Jesus is saying. He's not just saying mentally believe that there's a God and mentally believe that I'm here. He's saying, trust God. Trust me. I mean, there he's pretty much saying, you know, if you're going to trust both, you know, that he's putting himself on level with God of trust me. I mean, what you know about me, you know about God. What you know about the Father, you know about me. And, and trust us and ease your hearts. Find a calm. Find a peace within yourself based on that trust 
of who I am and what I'm doing and what the Father is doing through me. And that, that's God's message for us today. So if your heart is troubled, if you kind of understand what it means to I'm not really sure my place and I'm, I'm, I feel kind of that displacement, hear God speak to you to say, rest, trust in me. And the reason you can trust in God and what He's doing is, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to make um, an area or space of a relationship, a place where you can find yourself at home. You know, I've, I've realized as I was studying for this message, I think the only times I have really heard this uh, scripture read is most often at funeral services at the graveside. I read it quite often there. And I think when we do that, what we tend to think of is, oh, Jesus has gone to heaven to make us a space in heaven, and he's going to come back. And, and that absolutely is part of it. Uh, but that's kind of the ultimate final end of what he's doing, because he's not saying this before he ascends into heaven. He is saying this before he goes to the cross. So he's not saying, wait until you get to heaven, and I'm going to heaven, I'm preparing. I mean, I've always read it as though Jesus is fluffing pillows. You know, he's, he's laying out the mat, getting, getting you know, everything ready. That, that's not what he's saying. He's talking about going to the cross, that he is doing that for the purpose of making you a home with the Father. Making you a place where you belong and where you are welcome. And so the way he does that is Jesus himself had his place in glory. He, he, he was in the fullness of God. He was the glory of God. He was at the right hand. He, he had his place there above all of creation and in the fullness of God's glory. But the whole message of John has been telling us is that he became flesh and dwelt among us. That is, he left his glory and emptied himself to come to earth, to live as one of us, that he took on flesh. The, the whole point being, he left his place. He went into exile from the Father. He is going to the cross the only one who has no place in death. He enters into death. He enters into the punishment of sin, though he doesn't deserve it. And, and he experiences complete displacement, complete separation from the Father, so that he cries out, why have you forsaken me? He feels this abandonment. He voluntarily leaves where he belongs to go to a place that he doesn't deserve, that he doesn't belong, so that he can prepare a place for you. See, he, he leaves where he doesn't deserve, and he takes our punishment, and by trusting in him, he brings us and purchases us and prepares for us a place. And that place is something you experience now, as well as in the future. Because you can trust Him and it is forever and it will endure forever. He's providing a place that you can know now. So that when you think of God, 
you should think of your most relaxed and comfortable place. See, there's no sense that you don't, well, I mean, there should be this idea that when you think about your relationship with God and you think about your place in God's house, you understand that you have every right to be there because you have been made a child of the Father, that, that Jesus has made a place for you. So your relationship with God isn't as the, the, you know, the guest who's really uncomfortable, scared to mess up the floor, but as one who absolutely belongs. I mean, you all know what's that like to be in your most comfortable place. You know, maybe it's the chair where you can kick back. It's where everything is just right, where all your friends around you, when the people who know how completely goofy you can be, that's my experience, or, you know, just how whatever bad things about yourself that people know and they overlook and they accept because they love you. I don't know where it is for you where you feel most comfortable and most accepted and most at home and you don't have to put on a show, you don't have to put on a mask, you can just completely be yourself and you feel completely comfortable. That's what Jesus says he's making for you in God's house. That should be where you are completely welcome and completely at home and completely comfortable. I'm, I'm seeing lots of folks have Friendsgivings. I can relate because Thanksgiving with some families can be quite stressful. Robin's not here. That's tempting. But you, you know how it is like, I mean, sometimes Thanksgiving is more of an obligation than a place where you're kicking your feet up and you're saying, oh, I'm, I'm home. I mean, it's like, well, better not talk about politics, football, religion. Messes up my life pretty bad. But Friendsgiving, you, you make a spot for the people that you can completely be yourself and you laugh and you look at the clock and you say, I can't believe how quickly this has gone. We should do this more often. Jesus says that is what God's house should be for you. And it is because He made it that for you. Because being part of God's family is not because He's begrudgingly welcomed you in as a guest, but He is loving you, made a place for you, and spent all that He can to welcome you and say, you're home. You belong here. This is your place. He has made a place for you. Let me, let me draw just a couple of implications of that. One... Uh, the church should reflect that. I hope you feel comfortable. I hope this is a place where nobody feels like they have to put on a church voice and pretend like they're better than they really are. I hope we can treat one another with the love and the grace and the welcome that Jesus has shown to us. And understand if, your place, if you are here, you are absolutely part of this, not because you know, we've said, okay, good, but because Jesus has spent his blood to make you part of the family, that all of us are here by adoption. This is all of our home because of Christ made it. And I hope that we reflect that and I hope that we show that to one another. And I hope that everybody does feel that. The other is, if you know that you have a place with God, 
You have a boldness and a strength and a place of resolve where you can stand steady with anybody else because you're not having to find your place with them. Now, young people especially, there's going to be times you're struggling to kind of find, am I welcome? Am I accepted? Do people like me? Uh, you know, am I part of a group? And what part of a group am I am? And if you understand above all things else, you are a child of the living God. That is your place and your purpose. You don't get your identity from everybody else around you. You get your identity from your baptism, from being part of God's family, His adopted son and daughter. But that's the same for all of us. You know, if, if, if you're trying to get your, your meaning and your place from people in your family, there is going to be a lot of anxiety about how they take this or should I do this? Or um, they're trying to pressure me to make certain decisions to be really accepted. Or maybe in your job, there's that kind of pressure. Any relationship you have, if you ultimately say, my place is in God's household because Jesus died to make a place for me, then your relationship with everybody else can come from that strength where you just say, this is my place and I know my place and I don't have to find my place for you. So I can just love you and, and serve you in the way God would have me to and not try to bend to every you know, desire you have to make you like me and make you give me a space. In Jesus, we have our home. We have our dwelling place. We are welcome. He has prepared us a place. Let us pray. Lord, we thank You that You have um, left Your um, uh, glory and suffered our punishment and shame to bring us home. Lord, we pray that that might be made real to our hearts so that we can be gracious, uh, thankful, and joyful in what You have done for us. And so, Lord, that we can have uh, the strength to not uh, bend to others who would try to um, use us and try to give us a new identity. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. And you've been listening to a sermon from the preaching and teaching ministry of First Presbyterian Church, Covington, Tennessee. Our mission is to proclaim Christ's kingdom through word and deed. You can learn more about us and listen to other sermons at onepc-covington.org or join us for worship at 403 South Main Street, Covington, Tennessee.